It's Wednesday, May 22nd. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. The European Union is gearing up for parliamentary elections this week. We'll connect the dots on why they're important and why people say there could be a surge from far-right parties. Then, there was more drama in D.C. today between President Trump and top Democrats, like storming out of the room kind of drama. We'll explain. Finally, NASA is going to Mars in 2020, and they're handing out boarding passes. We're here to make your Wednesday smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by Prudential. Prudential can help you understand your personal finances. Skim This helps you understand the news. The most complicated story today is about Election Day. Actually, Election Days. Not here in the U.S., in Europe. From tomorrow through Sunday, voters from the 28 countries in the European Union will vote for who should represent them in the bloc's parliament for the next five years. These EU elections are the second biggest in the world, after India. 427 million Europeans are eligible to vote, for a total of 751 members of parliament. Support across Europe for the EU is supposedly at a 35-year high, but these parliamentary elections tend to be a bit of a snoozer. But experts are watching this year's election closely. Because even though Europe's parliament has been pretty much down the middle in the past, it could be starting to shift right. And today, an online activist group says it's uncovered a massive trove of fake news being spread across the EU on Facebook. Groups and pages peddling anti-immigrant rhetoric, similar to the kind that Europe's far-right parties have been spewing for years. We're going to break it down why the EU elections matter, why people are saying far-right groups could do well this time around, and how this fake news campaign has sparked more concern. The European Union isn't just a group of friendly countries that have agreed to say, mi casa es su casa, and let everyone travel without a passport and border controls. Just like the US, the states, in this case, countries, have to agree on a bunch of laws together. Everything from how bananas are traded, to what kind of data privacy laws they want, to how much to spend on security. Things that affect everyone living in the Union, on a personal level. And the lawmakers in the European Parliament are the ones who decide. There's a vote every five years, and each country votes for their own representatives. It's like the House of Representatives here in the US. Representation in the EU Parliament is determined by population. The bigger the country is, the more reps they get. For the most part, a group of lawmakers from the center-left and the center-right have kept things running pretty smoothly. Far-right groups in Europe tend to be very anti-EU. They're nationalists, and they've been against the EU's broader immigration laws, like the Brits who pushed for Brexit. That said, there are fringe representatives on the far left and the far right in the EU parliament. Since voter turnout tends to be very low for these elections, even pretty unknown candidates can get in by rallying their base around key topics. They come out and vote, while others might be saying, meh, Right now, just a tenth of the EU's parliament are people representing a far-right party. But experts say in this week's election, far-right groups could be about to win a bunch more seats. Part of it is timing. The last European parliament elections were held five years ago. That was before the European migrant crisis that started in 2015. Since then, over three and a half million refugees from places like Syria and across the Middle East have made their way to Europe. Far-right parties responded with a slew of anti-immigrant, even racist rhetoric, 
they've left the fringe and have actually done well in national elections in places like Spain, Austria, Germany, Hungary, and Italy. In fact, Italy's deputy prime minister, Matteo Salvini, has positioned himself as the leader of Europe's growing nationalist movement. He and other leaders from across Europe were greeted by a pumped-up crowd in Milan on Saturday. But this isn't just about the EU becoming more xenophobic. Critics say the real reason these far-right parties want to get into the European Parliament is to find ways to delegitimize it, or even dismantle it. And there's some evidence that may be happening here. In the lead-up to tomorrow's first day of voting, far-right groups across Europe have been getting a boost from fake news groups on social media. A new report out today by an online campaign group called Avaz details a network of Facebook pages, accounts, and groups. They've been spreading fake news and white nationalist anti-immigrant content across Europe, all right before voting begins. Avaz says these accounts don't start out looking like political rhetoric. They're sites about things like sports and cooking. But later, they'd start putting up more political stuff and be really divisive. For example, one group supporting Italy's far-right league party published a video that it said showed migrants destroying a police car. Turns out, it was actually a scene from a movie. Another story claimed that migrant taxi drivers were raping women across Europe, citing a fake news story. Avaz says they've reported more than 500 suspicious pages, with 6 million followers, to Facebook. That's three times as many followers as actual European far-right political groups have. Facebook has taken some of them down and says the pages are against their rules. But they haven't removed all of the content flagged by Avaz. And if all this sounds familiar, experts are having deja vu, too. This is the same kind of thing that happened during the 2016 U.S. presidential election, when Russia spread divisive rhetoric online to sway American voters. To be clear, we don't know who's behind all the fake news being spread in Europe right now. But at this point so close to the election, taking these pages down might not change the effect that they've already had. Avaz says the content has been viewed over 533 million times just in the last three months. That's more than the number of Europeans eligible to vote in this week's election. So what's the skim? Nationalists and far-right groups expect to make gains in European Parliament after this week's elections. Like we said, nationalist leaders from across Europe rallied in Milan this past weekend, but they have been getting pushback. At the same time, tens of thousands of people took to the streets across Europe in opposition to these far-right parties and in support of the EU. And polls have shown that immigration and nationalism aren't the only issues voters are interested in. Climate change is also a key issue, and pro-environment parties are expected to make gains this week, too. So the EU is having a bit of an identity crisis. But all of this is not just a big deal for Europe. The European Union is the U.S.'s largest trading partner, and it's made up of some of our closest allies. Experts say nationalist movements working to break up the EU like this could put the future of strategic defense groups like NATO in jeopardy. And that could end up being a national security problem for the U.S., too. Another day, another drama in D.C. You know the players already. President Trump met with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer in the White House to talk about infrastructure this morning. But it was over before it began. And now both sides are throwing mud at each other. So we're going to break down what happened and what they're saying now. It all started last night when Trump apparently told the top Dems that he didn't want to talk about infrastructure 
until they passed his trade deal with Mexico and Canada. He's been working on a new treaty to replace NAFTA. Pelosi said in a press conference that she and other congressional leaders didn't think those two issues were related. So they showed up for the meeting anyway. But it turns out Trump wasn't only upset about the trade deal. He found out last night that the Democrats were meeting early this morning to talk about the I word, impeachment, which of course he wasn't happy about. So Trump and Pelosi and Schumer and a couple of other Dems met in the cabinet room. Three minutes later, Trump walked out, right into the Rose Garden, to hold an impromptu press conference. And I told Senator Schumer, Speaker Pelosi, I want to do infrastructure. I want to do it more than you want to do it. I'd be really good at that. That's what I do. But you know what? You can't do it under these circumstances. So get these phony investigations over with. That's right. The president says he told top congressional Democrats that he will not work with them until they stop investigating him. Not very bipartisan. Here's Chuck Schumer. We were interested, we are interested in doing infrastructure. It's clear the president isn't. He is looking for every excuse. This whole debacle comes as Trump and members of his administration have refused to testify and rejected congressional subpoenas to hand over documents, even sued to prevent them. Now, more and more Democrats are calling for impeachment proceedings. Nancy Pelosi has put the brakes on that so far. But today, she made it clear they're not backing down. Would you believe that it's important for the, the, to follow the facts? Uh, we believe that no one is above the law, including the president of the United States. And we believe that the president of the United States is engaged in a cover-up. Yeah, so it doesn't sound like the drama is going to be over anytime soon. Buckle up. Real talk. Planning for the future can be complicated, but it doesn't have to be. Prudential's financial wellness assessment tool can help you untangle your biggest money questions. It only takes five minutes to complete, and by the end of it, you'll know where you stand when it comes to achieving your financial goals. Because Prudential knows that knowledge is power, and the first step to financial health is understanding more about finances. Today, we're talking about how where you go to school and what you study can impact how much debt you owe. We've talked a lot about college debt this graduation season, and the sad reality is that a billionaire probably won't pay off your loans. The Department of Education is now trying to help incoming students avoid some of that debt in the first place. Yesterday, it released data about student loan debt from 5,800 colleges and universities, breaking down how much people owed, on average, by their major. The move came after President Trump issued an executive order two months ago, calling for more transparency from colleges about graduating seniors' debt. Up until now, colleges have reported the average of the overall student body's debt, but they don't tend to share the data comparing majors, like business versus music. The Department of Education says these are just the first findings, and that a final version of the report will be out in the fall, just in time to help students make more informed choices about where to go and what to study, and how to stay out of the red. Before we go, we've got a fun fact coming to you from Mars. NASA is gearing up to send a rover to the red planet next year, and they're giving everybody the chance to fly along. Not for real, in name only. Here's how it works. People can submit their names online, and NASA will stencil those names onto a silicon chip, which will then fly to Mars. 
They're using tech that can write so small that more than a million names will fit onto a single chip, which is the size of a dime. NASA is also giving out boarding passes for the trip, and the names on board will earn frequent flyer miles, 300 million of them. Is that worth a trip to the moon at least? And that's all for Skim This. If you want to send your name to Mars, we've got a link in our show notes. You can also hit subscribe while you're there and rate and review us. And if you want to add the skim to your morning routine, you can sign up for our free newsletter, The Daily Skim, right on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 